the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by Danny Perez and Anthony Florentino. This is episode 59 featuring FHA Mentors. FHA Mentors stands for the Fellowship of Hockey Advancement, and it is a free mentorship program for high school and junior level players. It was started by fellow Eastern Hockey League alumni Connor Bazal and Adam Zakowski of the Boston Junior Rangers. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. Yeah, Connor, Adam, welcome on to the podcast. Uh, we're excited to have you guys on. If um, you can both introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and Start with like personal hockey background and personal background and then go into the uh, FHA stuff. Yeah, Biz, I'll let you go first here. All right. Yeah. So my name is Connor Bazal. I'm from Elk River, Minnesota. I just finished a three-year junior hockey career. Uh, my first year, I started off with a Jersey Hitman. Um, next year, last two years, played for the Boston Junior Rangers in the Eastern Hockey League. Uh, had, had a quick stint in the NAL with the Minnesota Wilderness, too that in there um you know I'm, I'm committed to play uh d3 at buffalo state in the fall and uh just grew up playing in minnesota my whole life and playing youth in high school and then spent the past three years out on the east coast awesome yeah, yeah. why not go ahead sorry oh thanks um <laughs> so i'm from st paul minnesota i'm adam zikowski um i played for like my youth organization growing up highland capitals Won two PBA state championships there. It was a big deal back then. Um, played high school at St. Paul Academy, like three minutes from my house. Um, and then my first year out of high school, I played 18s in Sioux Falls for the Sioux Falls Power. Uh, we qualified for nationals, and our season got cut short due to COVID. Um, and then I ended up signing with the Minnesota Magicians in the NAL. Spent about six weeks there, start of this year. They didn't even play till. Uh, like December this year. Um, and then I headed out east to the Boston Junior Rangers where uh, Biz and I played together um, and we won a EHL championship this year. So that's nice. pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, on one more year left, uh, Junior. I'm probably going to go back to Boston. So Awesome. No, congrats yeah. to both of you on that. And um, yeah, I guess I, I, we should segue into the FHA. Um, you know, FHA mentors, what you guys got going on there first. And I feel like that'll tie in a lot of it. Uh, in together so guys if you uh, want to both just talk about fha mentors and um you know what you guys got going on over there and yeah like uh you guys just started up right yeah i think i think we can kind of start from the beginning so basically we're a free mentorship program for high school and junior hockey players um we're kind of based around mental health and mental wellness basically too um and then like helping kids through their junior hockey path high school hockey path, deciding if they want to play junior, just kind of giving them the whole 
full scope. So the way, the way we started was actually um, supernatural. Um, Biz was working at the, the shop that we have at our rink and I was coming in just like cut my stick or something. And we have like um, an entrepreneur who owns the penalty box, Drew Lane, who I texted asking for volunteer work around December. Um, and he, ru- he runs the, uh, the pro shop that Biz was working in. And um, Biz and I had had some like previous talks about like wanting to do something, wanting to help kids out. Um, and then Drew came in, he's like, hey, like, I heard you wanted to volunteer, Adam. Like, I don't, I don't have any opportunities for you right now, but um, I'll definitely keep you posted. And then Biz kind of came up to me. He's like, hey, like, I really want to, like, do something. I don't know what it is, but I want to do something. I'll let him, I'll let him take over. Yeah, it, it, was, it was so frustrating for me because I, I had come up with a partial idea probably in November. And I was sitting on it. I'm like, you know, I don't know exactly what I want to do with this. I have a general idea, but I don't know like what form I want to, I want to do this in or who, if I want to do with anyone else or, or what. And uh, yeah, it, it just worked out perfectly for both of us. Um, you know, I was looking to, to do something in, in, in mental health and, you know, guiding players through their own struggles and, and Zook was looking for community service. And, and I, I think the best part of it too was like, I mean, right away we just kind of got going like we we would meet probably once or twice a week I mean we, we lived right by each other in Boston so um we would just walk to each other's apartments and, and talk about it and um <laughs> there we had so many meetings where we just you know we were debating on a name or debating on a logo or debating on whatever like the the concept of of the program that we want to do and um you know it ended up working out in the end I, yeah I think you know, if for junior hockey players, especially with a with the year like with COVID and everything, the the opportunity to volunteer or do community service is pretty tight. And I think we were both just itching for for something, uh, you know, some way to help impact the hockey community and yeah. and give back to people that you know are are similar to us and taking the same paths as us. So, and when when we had spoken earlier too, like we would always be kind of the last ones in the weight room um, and just kind of like doing our stretches, doing whatever, prepping our bodies. And we would just talk and we kind of went over our experiences with like post high school hockey, girlfriends, um, just like situations where we were like either depressed or anxious and stuff like that. And we'd found we'd actually had like, we had both struggled in our own separate ways um, going from high school into the junior hockey um, way because in in Minnesota we're so we're so sheltered and like we don't really need to take long bus rides we don't need to live away from home we don't need to we just get to live a normal life play hockey like it's high school football it's basically how it is here and the second I went to U18 Biz went to Biz went all around actually that year um it was just it kind of threw us threw us in a pretty tough spot I I started not liking hockey very much like having a tough time with that debating if like seeing all my friends go to college like it was difficult and like I, I had to realize somehow how much I did actually love hockey why I did it and I know there are tons of kids going through um, struggles like that too and we just kind of want to be there to help out in that in that way since we've both kind of gone through that yeah junior hockey's um like completely different animal 
I think, yeah. and it's hard to describe it to people who don't play hockey or, um, I don't know, never really played, played, you know, junior hockey in itself. Cause it's very different experience when the normal path in life is just to go to college right away and, um, you know, move on from the sport and just kind of be a student and put hockey behind you. But, you know, for those who are chasing college hockey and beyond, it's, it's like the normal path you have to do, but I mean, I don't know how I'm sure Minnesota, a lot of your buddies are doing it, but I'm sure there are a lot of buddies that weren't too. So you guys get a good mix. I mean, um, kind of just segueing into both, like kind of how your junior experience has been. And then kind of, if you feel comfortable with you, just talking about like the mental health struggles that you guys, you know, dealt with in your time in junior hockey. I, I think a lot of players, it's, it's a funky time. And um, I know there's a lot of players right now who are, especially with COVID struggling with, junior hockey and college hockey, there's a huge, you know, backup everywhere from the players and yeah. um, the transfer portal. So if you guys want to talk about your junior experience and just your mental health experience and um, some yeah. stuff that you struggled with as far as yeah, that goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, you know, juniors, I honestly, I mean, I hate saying it now, but I kind of thought it was gonna be pretty easy coming out of high school. Um, you know, at my high school, I had, we had a really good team. I, I was fortunate enough to play with really good players and, um, you know, drew, drew some D1 interest my, my senior year. So I think that, that kind of played a big part in, in why I thought it was going to be pretty easy. Um, so I originally signed a tender uh, with the Northeast Generals in, in the Null, and that was like, that, that was what I was set to do and, and that's what I was planning on doing. And then um, things fell through in the summer, kind of scrambled to, um, find a place it was I mean the main camp was in August so like every other team had already had their team chosen and um that's why I ended up in Jersey and I never heard of of the hitmen before I never heard of the USPHL like I moved halfway across the country and like kind of had no clue what I was doing just figured I'd take things day by day and um you know living away from home honestly wasn't too bad for me um love my parents but I had an amazing built family so uh it was it was pretty easy transition in that sense and uh, by like with the hitman, like I ended up playing for three teams in, in, in the hitman organization, which like that, that's not very common. And, uh, you know, the year wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be hockey wise. Uh, I think, you know, I was kind of, I got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm just going to grind out the rest of the season. I'll focus on, I'll, I'll have a good summer get ready for the next season, hopefully advance to the ranks and, and go from there. And then, um, that summer, that's when I, that's when I had my second round of depression that I had to go through. Um, so I'll go, I guess I'll go back. My first, first time battling with depression was my, my sophomore year of high school. I was just transitioning from youth to varsity hockey. And, um, you know, I had a horrible year. Like I had, I was coming off of a 120 point, uh, season in youth and, and kind of the same thing as juniors. Like I thought high school was going to be pretty easy for me. And I hopped into a role where, you know, we had such a good team that I was on third line the whole year. I was told, you know, just don't get scored on. If you score, it's a, it's a bonus and stuff like that. And so as the year went on, I just kind of, it got worse and worse. And I was the first time I ever really dealt with it. And I remember like, I would just go home and I had all this, all the warning signs of, of depression, like the, you know, just, just feeling blue and gray all the time, uncontrollable crying, um, social withdrawal like like everything it it fit me to a t and i i did nothing about it like I, I 
I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I was supposed to talk to somebody about it. Um, and I think the worst thing I did was I thought that people were going to look at me differently if I talked to them about it. And I remember telling some of my friends about it eventually. And I was like, Hey, like, I think I have depression. Like, I don't really know what this, what this means or like what, what this entails, but like, and just, I see their reaction and I'm like, wait, no, no, no. I, I don't, I didn't mean that. Like, I, I don't think I actually have it. Maybe like, maybe I'm just overthinking. And that was, that was a mistake. I should have talked to somebody. Um, and I eventually got over it. I honestly don't really know how I think I just kind of, you know, put the hockey season behind me and, and, and found a new group of friends and, and went from there. But, so going, going into that, um, that summer after my first year juniors, that's when I ran into it. And again, it was probably 10 times worse. I, uh, made the mistake of, of going to like five junior camps thinking I'd, you know, just hoping to crack a roster and, and, um, the more it went on, the, <laughs> the lower my confidence got. And, and on top of that, I was, I, I had a three-year relationship with a girl and like right before the whole summer too, which I mean. I know like there's a whole thing about being hockey tough and, and on the ice, that's, that's great. But off the ice, like, like you go through this, you go through just as much as the normal person does and, and having a relationship end and, and being sad about it is, is something that I've come to realize is normal and it's okay to be sad about something like that. And so that those, those things combined, I, uh, I had a really rough summer. I remember like, I thought again, like I thought I could just power through it and just kind of like, you know, let hockey be, be my focus and, and put all my energy into hockey and making a, making a higher team. And, um, <laughs> it was, that was, that was a bad choice. I, I remember I, I think there was constant times where, um, I would be working out and I just couldn't finish a workout because my mind was all over the place. And I like, I, I got to part, I, I didn't realize I'd be laying there for like an hour, just like thinking about everything that's going on in my life and, and being upset. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I made the mistake of pushing it through the rest of the summer. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I had been working with a sports psychologist for about a half a year before that. And for some reason, I just thought like, you know, like I'm mentally strong. I can get through this on my own. I don't need his help. It was more of a pride thing. Honestly, I think that's the biggest thing when, when you're going through mental illness is you want to, you want to think that you're strong enough to get through it on your own. And you want to think that, you know, you're bigger than, than what you're going through. But I mean, most of the time you can't get through it by yourself. You need someone else to, to help you through it. So by the end of the summer, before I decided I was going to Boston, um, you know, I, I decided that uh, I needed, I needed to get help. And that's when I reached out to my sports psychologist and told him like everything that was going on. And obviously he wasn't very happy that I had been sitting on it the whole summer, but um, we talked through it. Um, it got somewhat better. I got out East, uh, started playing and, it, it it was bad because like I I'd be at the rink about seven eight hours every day I, I I was first to the rink last one to leave just doing stuff every single day and um you know I thought I was doing it for the right reasons like like trying to get better at hockey um you know trying to get better for my team which part of it was but at the same time it was just to avoid not going home and or to, to avoid going home sorry and I, I'd go home to my apartment and I was miserable I would I just sit there and isolate myself and I live with teammates and I should have told them about it. And I mean, they were great, great roommates and everything. And, and I would, I would have trusted them if I would have talked to them about it, but I never did. And so I, I'd stay at the rink all day and just try to avoid my, my feelings and the problems I was going through. And, um, 
and the, and the, the scariest part was I was playing very good hockey. And I think that's why I never, I, I kind of figured like, okay, like if I'm playing good, like I should be fine to just, you know, keep going and just, but like, just keep going through whatever I'm going through. And, um, which obviously is not the right approach. And, uh, once I went home for Christmas, I, <laughs> there were a couple nights where I sat in my room and I just was looking out my window. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like I am the most miserable I've ever been. Like, like the way I'm feeling, I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. And it, it that's when I was like, I, I can't keep doing this anymore. And so I, that's when I, you know, started telling my friends about it, started telling my teammates about it, getting their support, talked to my sports psychologist again. We really broke down everything that was going on with me, got to the root of my problems, and then, um, you know, worked through it. And, and oddly enough, I went back out east, and I was I felt completely fine. I think just let letting everything get off my chest and was, was a big help for me. And, um, since then I, I've been the happiest I've ever been. I haven't experienced anything, um, with mental illness. I think the things I've been through have, have equipped me well enough to, to realize like when I, when I could potentially be going through something and, and take action about it instead of just sitting on it and, uh, you know, letting it take me over. So. Yeah, that's, um, an important thing you just said about, being able to now recognize and learn from the previous experiences. Obviously, you know, I think all of us who struggled at one point or another wish that we could have realized those lessons a little bit sooner, but the important thing is to learn that lesson and understand that there's going to be times where you're going to struggle and it's just being able to kind of find your way out of that and and know what to do and know that it's okay to talk to somebody when that does happen again. Um, I think, you know, like you said, being at the rink six, seven hours a day, that's completely normal when like you're just trying to hide your, you know, or distract yourself from what the real issue is. I mean, I think a lot of players are guilty of that, of just kind of in any way, shape or form, just keeping themselves busy with an activity or doing something just to get out of their thoughts and out of their heads. I mean, I I know that's going to, you know, hit a lot of people um, and be super relatable. Um, And I've definitely been guilty of doing that. Adam, how about you? Um, My experience doesn't go as as deep as that i've had i've had battles myself but um i'll kind of get started on my story so my senior year of high school i was becoming captain for the second year i was captain my junior year and then i i attended a non-man camp and they just watched me the previous year and i talked after i had made like a decent cut i don't think it was the all-star game um i had a meeting with their coach and they were like hey like Next year, we want to see you get 50 points in the season. If you get 50 points, we'll tender you. And, like, that was such a bad thing for me to hear um, because that was literally the goal I set for the rest of my summer. That was – because all, all I wanted was the NA tender. I still wanted to keep that D1 dream alive. I wanted to do that. Um, so then I – that senior year, I put up 40 points. I did not put up 50. And they still talk to me. They talked to me all the way up until March. I thought I was still going to get it. Um, but I, I'd had a couple meltdowns at the rink that I wasn't proud of. And I was a senior captain. Um, and, like, there was, there was a game, actually. I didn't think, I, I didn't think this story would come to, ha- come to my mind. Um, I got two penalties in the first period of, like, our second-to-last game of the season before sections, and which is our, like, playoffs. Um, and Mike, I wasn't playing well. We were down 2 nothing to not very good team. And my coach benched me, put me off for a power play. 
I didn't do anything special. Bench me the rest of the period, I guess. And then when the period ended, I went into like an opposing locker room that I didn't realize didn't have a ceiling. And I just like smashed my stick to pieces, just like an incredible amount of rage I'd never felt before. Um, and the whole ring hurt it. It was so bad. And um, I walked back into the locker room. I didn't, I didn't think anyone heard it. Walk, the coaches walk in, they're like, hey, take your gear off. Senior captain, second to last game of high school. I'm like, oh my God, like I'd never done anything like that before. And, you know, I, I had to sit with that for a while. The frustration built all the way. I, we ended up losing a couple games into sections. We had a decent run. Um, but that frustration built over the course of that senior spring after hockey where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I applied to colleges. I'd been talking to null teams, but nothing had come about, didn't get drafted. So I signed a contract with a U18 team in Sioux Falls. Um, they had a pretty good track record of going to nationals and they were in a league that got like, they had like eight null tenders the year before. So I'm like, okay, I can just go there. I'll get a tender. Um, I'll leave by November and whatever. It was a bad attitude. Um, and what, what was really bad about me going to Sioux Falls was I lived with my coach in a townhouse and my coach and I didn't necessarily, we kind of butt heads. Um, about like playing style stuff like that um, and it, it wasn't good for me because I'd have to come home for practice every day games every day to my coach who maybe just yelled at me for his stupid play I made that day and all I was doing was hockey and I lived with the man that was like rent free in my head so I just hide in my room basically all day um, and like it, it'd be hard for me to go to bed at night I'd sit with myself thinking, hey, like, I'm never going to get this null tender. Like, I'm never going to get recruited by a Division One school. Like, it'll never happen. And just filling myself with self-doubt the entire year, and my play showed it. I didn't put up the numbers I wanted to. And a lot of it was due to mental health issues. Nothing really went diagnosed. I had a sports psychologist who I don't think I was completely honest with um, because there were underlying issues that I was not comfortable telling him because I didn't really know him and I didn't I don't think I really understood that because my parent my parents knew something was going on I was coming home every single off weekend because it was like four hours away from my house and I'd make that drive because I just didn't want to be in the city um I watched all my friends having a ton of fun at college it was really difficult on me um and I did end up signing an all-tender at the end of the year actually so all my worrying was literally for nothing um and then I, I trained extremely hard. Things got a lot better. Um, I made I made the team out of camp. I made like their their training camp. Spent six weeks there. Uh, they they had a ton of USHL drops as teams started to fold, as you know, this year. Um, and spaces just got too crammed. I saw the writing on the wall. I'd signed with Boston earlier in the year, and I was fine going there. I realized I'd end up playing D three hockey, but I was fully okay with that. Um, and then I came to Boston. I had a great time. I loved all the guys and met Biz, started FHA. Um, and then, like, in, I think it was mid-January, late February, I actually broke my hand. Got surgery. There's a big scar on my hand there. Jesus, so, yeah, yeah it, it, uh, it ended my season in uh, mid-February. I also crashed my car, which was tough. So I had 
no form of transportation and a broken hand. I couldn't skate, couldn't work out, couldn't do anything, which is really tough. But I actually used all of my free time um, either watching hockey or starting FHA. So I figured out ways to kind of fill that time and keep myself healthy. And I mean, it taught, it taught me a lot of ways that we can really push on the kids at FHA, but I'm really excited about it, so. Yeah, all those things that you kind of talked about are like the natural stretches I think everyone goes through when they're playing junior hockey. It's like everyone wants to get tender drafted and the ultimate goal is division one and then beyond. And you just, it's one thing that I've learned from doing this and, you know, having sports psychologists on and things like that. And just being immersed in this whole thing is that focusing on the goal is the completely wrong approach. You're supposed to focus on the process and just have fun with that. But it's literally like, I don't know, like, I personally was so focused on the goal that I just looking back, I forgot to enjoy it as much as I could have. I had a great time. I really enjoyed my time in junior hockey, but could have enjoyed it way more. I would could have stressed way less and just had a great time and, and just loved playing the game for what it was. And I think that's like a normal thing that a lot of, you know, players in junior hockey struggle with. And I think that's why, you know, what you guys got going on here is, is awesome. And, um, you know, I've got your website right here and, you guys do a lot of really cool stuff and the one-on-one video conferences, 24 seven support, insightful blogs, video analysis. Like if you guys want to talk about all that sort of stuff and you know, kind of what the framework of that looks like. And um, yeah, if you guys want to dive into each one specifically, just talk about it all as a whole, but I think this stuff is great. And I think a lot of people need, um, you know, a lot of junior players need the mentorship and a lot of players in their junior, senior year, high school kind of deciding whether they should or shouldn't could use, you know, resources like this i think it's great so if you guys want to just talk about that yeah yeah so i think the most important part is is the video conferences like you said um i know for me when i was working with my sports psychologist that's that's how we communicated because he was out of state and um so we we would hop on a zoom call like this and and talk about everything and i i honestly think you know if you can't meet someone in person that's probably the best way to do it uh definitely Definitely, you definitely get more out of it in term instead of like a like an actual phone call or just texting somebody. Um, and so I think we want to like that's what we want to do mainly is is talk to players one on one or both of us talking to, to one player and um, you know just just hearing like their story. I think initially when when players are going through a hard time, like they just need to get everything off their chest and they they need to they need someone to listen to them. So that, like, that's what we're here for right away is, is like, we want to, we want to meet people. We want to meet players and, and hear about their own story. And then from there we want to work, like we don't want guys to come and just have one call with us. And then that's it. Like, like they think they're good because I don't think it's possible to hop on a call with somebody if you're struggling and, and have one call and then you're all of a sudden. Okay. Like, I think it's, it's like, it's a process. It's a process you got to buy into and, and most of the time it takes a while to really get to the root of, of what's holding you back and keeping you from your goals. So um, in terms of, of the video conferences, we like, we want the one-on-one, the two-on-one, eventually we want to form like a, a group, like a community of players where, um, you know, everybody has different stories, different paths. And like we get guys talking to each other and um, you know, we, like maybe we, we pose questions to them and, and, challenges their mind challenges challenge their minds and their thinking and, and kind of get different thoughts um going through the through the chat so uh zook you can you want to talk about the uh all the other stuff the blog yeah. and everything yeah so like 
Our mission statement is to educate and elevate the experience of teenage hockey players by providing consistent mentorship through one-on-one meetings and game analysis. So basically what that entails is we, um, we write blogs. We write, we used to write weekly blogs. We've kind of, as the off season has come, we're going like every week, twice a month, basically. Um, And it's, they're just written about our experiences, um, things to look out for in the junior hockey world, like traps coaches will set like those pre-draft camps, stuff like that. There is a use for them, but like, we want to like help kids not spend like an, a crazy amount of money on like stupid camps, like camp hopping, like this. Did. Like th- there's so many ways that you can get around things like that. And like, we're not, we aren't advisors ourselves. We, we can help educate kids on what paths to take. We're not going to reach out to coaches for kids. Um, but like, if I had been told that I needed an advisor, like I didn't know what an advisor was until, halfway through my 18s year and I got one and he helped out tremendously like he put me in the in the right spot for me where around all the schools I want to go to got me in contact with good coaches and stuff like that and and it makes me feel really comfortable about my future um and it's just a lot of stuff like that little things that are hidden in the junior hockey world things you don't necessarily know about mental health wise um about how difficult it can be to live away from home and watch all your friends at college, um, stuff like that. So our goal is to basically be a friend, to be a mentor, to get to know players and let them have somewhere to speak about their problems. And if we need to refer someone to a psychologist or a sports psychologist or anything like that, we will. We're not, we're not registered for um, counseling and stuff like that, but we can definitely be a good bridge towards that and like, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that there is help out there and we, we just want to help. Yeah, I think the, uh, yeah, it's hard to navigate junior hockey right now. I, I've, I don't know, there's like a lot going on and I'm confused. I can't imagine like players who are trying to like find leagues to play, what the right leagues are. Like they got to be so confused. I think people like players coming up just really need um, guidance and, even the advisory thing, the hockey advisory thing is tough to navigate. Cause like, I mean, I played and like, I don't even know the rules about like what you can have and what you can't have. Like you can pay someone, but you can't like, this is an NCAA violation. It's like, man, I just need, I need help going to the right spot so I can go play college hockey. It's like, can you do that? Or can you not? And like, you know what I mean? It's just everything about it is just so like wishy-washy and it feels secretive almost. It all feels secret. It's just very weird. And like, this isn't like quite frankly, this isn't a bitching session or like a, you know, calling anything out, but it's just like, it's just so hard to navigate. It's just flat out what it is. Yeah. And it's a very important time for players, you know, careers and lives and it can go one or the other, especially the players who are like, I kind of want to play junior hockey. I kind of don't. And I'd be like, if you're kind of in it, probably don't. Honestly. You gotta love the game. You either, you if, you're, if you're in it, you're going to go all in. If you're not just go to college. Cause you're going to be miserable. Like if you're just like, thinking to yourself like is this the right decision your friends are out like if you want to party in college like go do that it's like that's fine like totally cool but don't like you know wallow in it if you decide to go play junior hockey and you know that's like the thing that a lot of people kind of um feel stuck in I know I've talked to a lot of players like kind of younger and that's like the one thing I say is just 
you're going to make this decision, it's also like plan for it to be potentially a three-year decision. Yeah. You know, like plan for the long haul. I mean, I was an age out. I was a 21 year old freshman. Like I kind of knew, like I, I knew going in, if I was going to, you know, reach my goal playing division one, like it was going to be the long haul. I was super honest with myself and like knew I was a late bloomer and that's how it was going to be. And I think something like this is great because a lot of players really need this. And, you know, you both have, you know, been through it, been through the ringer and, um, you know what it's like. So I think this is super important. Um, as far as reaching out to you guys, how do players get, you know, in touch with you? It's, I see you have the, your services page. They can, um, you know, schedule a call and contact you guys through that. Correct. Yeah. So we have it set up where uh, right through our website, if you want to like just schedule a, like an introductory call with us, um, you literally just click a button, fill out like a quick form and then, and then we get notified about it. We also left our, our email, um, our social pages, uh, our phone numbers too. Cause I mean, if guys just shoot us a text and say like, Hey, like I'm so-and-so like I play for this team, whatever. I, I want to talk to you guys. Like that's cool too. And um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty easy setup. I mean, you, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, we just, I mean, especially like right now, like we're, we're helping guys unpack their season. I mean, a lot of seasons are starting to wrap up right now. Um, some guys didn't have the best season, didn't have the season they were hoping they'd have. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to just talk to someone about everything that happened and, and just leaving everything in, in, in the past and focusing on what's next. So we are help right now. Like I know Zook and I are helping a couple guys, um, you know, un, unpack the season, uh, get the, get refocused for the summer and, and start getting goals set for the next season. So. Yeah. yeah. Your guys' website is really easy to navigate. I am um, on it right now. I see like scheduling a call. Um, yeah. It's for those listening. Uh, if you guys want to plug your social media, your website and, um, yeah, plug whatever you want to plug out there so that way people can get in touch with you and, you know, get access to this, you know, this stuff. Yeah, our Instagram and our Twitter are both FHA Mentors. It's pretty easy, pretty easy to find. And then our website is fellowshipofhockeyadvancement.weebly.com is, is where you'll find us at. Um, and it's, it's linked on our Instagram. It's linked on our Twitter. So it's a little easier to find that way. But, um, yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of it for us. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And um, like I said, you guys are doing a great thing here. And um, it's awesome that you guys are being a resource for young players to, you know, navigate the hockey world and, and their career. So that's awesome. And if you guys just each want to just say one one piece of advice that you would have wanted to know, you know, either regarding mental health, regarding your hockey career, um, you know, regarding the uncertainty of, the, of, you know, hockey in the future, just something that you would have wanted to know that, you could pass down to somebody else. What would that be? I can go first, Busy. Um, I, I actually think what you said, Danny, what was perfect. You have to focus on the process. If you're going into junior, your first year, high school, your first year, you cannot focus on that college commitment. You need to focus on having the single best season you possibly can right now. And good things will come after that if you just put the right work in and have your head in the right space. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, um, it's just realizing that everyone's path is different. Like you're running your own race. I think for me, if you had asked me three years ago, like I'd, I'd be playing two years for Boston and one year for New Jersey, like I would have thought you're crazy and I'd have no, no idea what you're really talking about. Um, 
I think for us, especially being from Minnesota, like it's, we're fortunate enough to have played with and against really good hockey players. Like, so for example, like when I was a senior in high school, my line mates, one's playing uh, for the Minnesota Gophers and one's going to Nebraska Omaha next year. So like, we're, we're blessed to have played with and against so many good players. And it's easy to see what they're doing and see what you're doing and be like, man, like, like how come they're getting, you know, those opportunities. And, and I'm, I'm sitting here playing two or three hockey and living halfway across the country from, from home. And um, it's just, you got to embrace where you're at, embrace, you know, the situation you're in and just really give it your all wherever you're at. Cause at the end of the day, like there's some guys that will play in higher leagues as you and, you know, most of you get, most of them are going to be playing D3, like, just like, just like we are. So um, it's not about, it's not about how you get there as long as you get there. So. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And the quote that I heard that I um, often think about and helps me out a lot is comparison is a thief of all joy. So. Yeah. Never compare yourself. Exactly. Everyone's got a different journey, man. Like that's all it is. And you know, it's uh, everything. I firmly believe that everyone's supposed to be where they're at for a reason and yet see the positive in every situation. And it's all you can do is just keep working hard. And yeah, I don't know. I think uh, that's important. So you guys both um, two great points there and um, really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to talk on this platform and share your story and share what you guys are doing. And, you know, we're excited to put this out there for people to listen to and they can, you know, reach out to you and you know get some advice and get some help so that's awesome but um you guys are doing a great thing thanks again of course love what you're doing here too danny thank you thanks man yeah appreciate it thank you this is a great resource so thanks danny she got attacked by pack of dogs but she said it's okay some wilderness skills beneath my bow. She said she used to be a part of a scout team.